Good morning, everyone. This is Storyville. I am Deborah, your host. This is going to be just a brief message on what the topic will be for this week. We will be talking about characterization as far as getting started with writing, how to establish your story, and things of that nature. Now this week has been kind of crazy as you can tell by the fact that I'm just starting this on Tuesday, almost the afternoon. So I just thought that I would give everyone an opportunity to call in with any questions if you're using the Anchor app as you listen to this. You can also send in a message there. Or if you're not on Anchor, if you're enjoying our instruction via Google Play or iTunes Podcasts or whichever platform you may be on, you can always reach out to us. I am on Twitter and my handle is Deborocracy. That's D-E-B-O-R-A-C-R-A-C-Y. And as I mentioned towards the beginning of, towards the establishment of the station, I should say, I am part of Shalimar, which is a publishing and author advocacy organization and company. If you want to get in touch with us via Shalimar, we have a website, shalimarmedia.com, and we spell Shalimar with all A's. That's S-H-A-L-A-M-A-R-M-E-D-I-A. Now, if you have questions about any part of the writing or publication process, although I'm specifically covering characterization this week, feel free to call in with any sorts of questions and I will make sure that I respond to them in an expeditious manner as my high school principal would say. So just a thank you for tuning in and a shout out to many of the listeners and stations that have called in and given their support. I will put together a better shout out um, episode with all the, uh, the great shout outs and the positive praise and you know other good vibes that we've been sent through anchor so far so as far as the characterization set we will probably talk about ways to establish your characters tools that you can use such as foiling that are character centric we might talk about some tropes as far as the different types of characters your heroes versus your villains your anti-heroes and all that fall in between. We should get that started on Thursday and because the episode has started so late this week, I will more than likely carry on through the weekend this time. Alright, so we will catch up shortly and between then and now, as ever, any questions, comments, or support, reach out to us and we are more than happy to reply as soon as we can. Thanks for all the love and keep tuning in. Be well and have fun writing. Welcome back to Storyville. This week we are talking about characterization 
the beginnings of your story and how to implement characters into them. The question that you want to ask to get yourself started is, who is this character? Now, depending on your writing style, you may prefer to sketch out your character completely, maybe set up a document with their different features, their background, their likes and dislikes. Or if you are a more free writer sort of author, you may prefer to just feel things out as they go and kind of discover the character for yourself. I have known some writers, and I am one of these writers who even get characters, say, from dreams or from daydreaming as well. So there are lots of ways that characters can come to you. You may even be sort of a mixed sort where you'll plan out some characters and some will just occur to you. Anything works. Now, if you are going the free writing option, then I do recommend looking up prompts to use for developing that character. You can search for creative writing prompts online and just write a quick story based on that prompt and the character that you're trying to develop. Say, for example, if you have a prompt about a character walking into a public restroom, find out what that character does when they walk into the room. Do they stop and chat with everybody? Do they immediately hustle over to a stall or urinal and completely ignore everyone who's around them? Do they stay and primp in the mirrors? All those sorts of things can tell you about a character's personality. Another thing that I personally like to do is take online quizzes, and this may or may not be kind of weird. You can use standard quiz sites like blog things, which I've been using for many, many years, and take the quizzes from the perspective of your character. That will tell you a lot about their characteristics, personality, you can even, if you know all of those things already, you can go back and take one of those um, astrology quizzes and see when their birthday is and things like that. And of course there are also quizzes that are developed specifically for fiction writers. One of the number one best quizzes of all time you can find if you google the term Universal Mary Sue Litmus Test. That should take you to the Springhole website which not only has that Mary Sue litmus test, which by the way is extremely important to make sure your character is relatable and not overly perfect or not overly bland. There are lots of other quizzes as well dealing with relationships or species or races if you're doing fantasy and lots of resources for different sorts of scenarios as well. It's an excellent website. You also want to consider how this character is going to affect the story and how they're going to interact with other characters. So if you have already established characters, then you might throw them into the mix and see what happens as you write. Now, as we continue this series on characterization, we will talk about how we display these character attributes that we will have just discovered. Some tools like foiling, using different characters to play off each other, and of course the 
controversial show don't tell idea and I'll explain to you why the answer actually is show rather than telling from a reader's and an editor's standpoint but also you want to keep this thought with you as you write your characters are tools for the story they are not your children they are not your babies you're not trying to please them they are in the story to work for you to work whatever it is that your story is trying to establish so don't cater to them I will look forward to hearing any questions or ideas you might have about developing characters and tomorrow we will talk about implementing these ideas hey y'all it is time for another edition of Storyville we are in our characterization 101 getting started with writing and we're talking about developing characters to use in your story Previously, we discussed who the character is. Now we're going to talk about how to display this character for your reader. Now, the biggest mistake that writers make is that they explain things to their readers flat out, such as she had blue eyes, she walked with a slight limp, she was very smart, statements of fact like that instead of letting readers discover these things for themselves. Appearance is of course a tough one because you don't want to just come out and explain a character's appearance, such as she had blue eyes and brown hair, she wore a green dress, because that's kind of boring. But also please don't fall into the trap of using the mirror which is a terrible, terrible cliche where writers explain the characters' appearances by having the characters look at themselves in the mirror. That's overdone, it's overcooked, it's like limp spaghetti, don't do it, don't eat it, don't serve it. What you can do instead is perhaps contrast them with their surroundings or with other characters if it becomes useful in the dialogue you can do it there as well maybe she chucked away a lock of long brown hair as she waited for the bus and there you have told your reader that the character has long brown hair but you haven't completely stopped the narrative in order to do so so that of course falls back on the old show don't tell and you'll see this argument among a lot of writers and editors about whether show don't tell is valid or not as an avid reader for almost my entire life and as an editor with years of experience and a writer of even more years of experience and a publisher I can tell you definitively that show don't tell is not dead you definitely want to encourage your reader to discover things for themselves instead of just using lists or statements of fact. And another way to do this is by establishing roles among your characters. You're going to have a hero, you're probably going to have a villain as well. Play that up, play them against each other, show the different characteristics, what makes one heroic and what makes the other villainous 
or maybe pick on some villainous qualities in the hero or less commonly might have a character who's funnier and one who's just the straight man you know just everything is flat and dull and those two opposites make for a great combination you see this in Hollywood a lot such as I was gonna say men in black but then I thought about it and I'm gonna say basically anything with Will Smith in it any of those uh, duos that you see in uh, the big name movies whether they're successful or not one that came to mind was the Lone Ranger we can discuss the attributes of that movie but there's a good um, example as well of course you're probably gonna have romantic interests and family as well all of those you can dig into some tropes tropes get played down a lot but they are actually based on reader expectations so unless you're running afoul of one of those terrible tropes then you should by all means be aware of them and use them. You can play them straight, you can subvert them, just realize that they are there. And so if you have two characters that are taking extreme notice of each other's appearances, your reader is probably going to assume that they are love interests to each other. Things of that nature. So we will continue to talk about characterization Next, we will employ them in the story that you are building. Welcome back, welcome back to Storyville. I am Deborah, your host. This session, we have been talking about characterization. This continues from the Friday talk, which I had planned to extend over through the weekend. But uh, several different things came up and that did not come to fruition. So what we will do instead is conclude characterization this week. I'll be going on hiatus more than likely between Thursday and next week, Tuesday or Wednesday. And from there, we'll pick up on the next topic. Even while I'm on hiatus, you all are always welcome to call in with any questions and tweet at me, email or Facebook, any contact that you prefer or you might have for me. So today we will talk about the effective use of your characters. Previously we talked about figuring out who the character is and also talking about character attributes, who the character is as far as in the story, their role, their placement. And now we're going to make sure that you are using those characters efficiently and effectively. So one important facet that a lot of writers that I come across seem to neglect is making sure that your characters are relatable. There used to be the idea in the writing industry that characters needed to be likable. That is no longer the case, especially with the whole darker and edgier grittier trend that we've been seeing not only in writing but especially in TV and Hollywood and all these things. But you must absolutely make sure that your character is relatable, even if we're talking about a different species or a character who in some way is meant to be completely different from what we are used to as human beings. 
you need to have something in there that your reader can establish and connect with the character on. Otherwise, you're going to fall afoul of that phrase, that deadly phrase, I don't care what happens to these people. You definitely want your readers to care or they're just going to put your book away and never read anything that you write again. I'm sure that sounds cruel, but it is the truth and it's what I've seen in the industry. So how do you go about making your character relatable? You can perhaps give them very human qualities, even if they are not human or if they aren't necessarily mainstream human. Maybe have them go through the sorts of things that regular people do, whether it's uh, the daily grind of work, or doing something that you don't want to do, maybe it's relationships, maybe it's being somewhere where you're uncomfortable, somewhere where you don't belong, things that everybody goes through at some point or another. Give us details about the character and the situation. Illustrate this for us. Don't just tell us what's going on, but fulfill your role as a writer and draw it out for us. Tell us about what the character is experiencing so that we can feel it with them. Whether it's happy, you're sad, negative, positive, you need that connection between your character or your book to your readers. And it's going to be different for every reader, so you want it to be something that will be pretty broad, not something specific like this person was picked on for their strawberry-colored hair and their freckles in the ninth grade by a football player. That's extremely specific. You want something that is more broad, something that people of different cultures and different backgrounds and different lifestyles all can point to and say, this has happened to me before, or something relatively close has happened to me before. You need to define your character's role in the story, whether it's a traditional role or not. When you leave your character unclear, if they feel less like characters and more like avatars, more like an author is trying to experience something vicariously through the characters, you may, be, you may recall that that was one of the editing world's biggest criticisms of the Twilight series, that Bella is not a character, she's an avatar. So that's definitely something that you want to step around. You want to make sure you do that by defining your character's role and putting them in situations that we as human beings can understand. Happy Tuesday, everyone. This is Storyville. I'm Deborah, and we are covering characterization. This will be the last session in our basic characterization schedule. So previously, we have discussed topics on characters, determining who your character is and how to use them. We talked about placement and we talked about the roles that they play. Today I figured we should cover some common errors that writers make when trying to define their characters or not define. These are things that I see as a reader as well as as an editor. So the first one I like to cover is consistency. Consistency is huge and it's something that a lot of writers run afoul of because it takes us, if you're writing correctly, 
weeks or months or perhaps even years to finish writing a novel, but your reader will finish your novel within possibly a matter of days, maybe weeks, but not nearly as long as it took you to write it. So when they finish it in that short span of time, they're far more likely to notice any consistency issues, things that may have changed during the weeks or months that you were writing, but that no longer makes sense when you read the entire book as a whole. And when you run into that with characters, it's especially jarring because when you have an inconsistent character, the character is behaving one way at the beginning and then by the end of the story they seem like an entirely different person. Your reader is not sure what to think of them and there's even a bit of trustworthiness that might be lost there in the lost in translation because of the inconsistency it becomes a lot harder for readers to relate to that character, to understand what they're doing, what their motives are, why they're doing things, and those are all very important for grounding your story. Another common issue is dealing with informed attributes. This is when you as the writer describe a character as being one way, but the character behaves otherwise. So you may put in the text of the story that a character is brave, but every time they come across something scary, they just run flat out. And so we're kind of like, this character is supposed to be brave, but we've never seen it actually happen. That leads to the same relatability and trustworthiness issues as well. And in the last session from yesterday, we talked about uh, author avatars, which is when you have your character that's not well-defined enough, and so it seems less like a character and just more like the author trying to live vicariously in the story. And earlier we talked about Mary Sue's, which are characters who are too perfect. They are infallible, nothing they do ever comes back to haunt them and nothing ever gets them in trouble they just come off as way too too perfect too idealistic they're not relatable at all and there's no story that can form around them because there's no conflict similar to a mary sue is the writer's pet this one is the character isn't necessarily too perfect but you can tell that the author favors them because every situation they get into, there's some kind of easy solve. And it just doesn't make sense in the story. And how do you avoid these? Read your book. Read your own work. Just sit down and read it all through at some point. Also have other people read the story and ask you questions. These should be beta readers, people that you know, as well as outside editors, people who do not know you or your story so that they can give an objective point of view. Be ready to accept that constructive criticism and keep your open mind. Remember that people are only trying to help you. So we will pick up with a fresh topic late next week. We are going on hiatus. Feel free to call in with any questions on any writing or publishing topics. Have a good one.